you, you really have to think about, I really had to think about um, where does this fit in the spectrum of meetings these, these people are having? So, and, and because if, if I wanted to know everything that they were doing, if I came in and said, okay, well, so tell me what you're up to. Tell me the work that you're doing and all that stuff. To them, that's going to feel a little bit like, okay, am I on trial? Is Michael giving me the right stuff? I, I really had to be really careful. So the way I thought about it was, okay, how can I, how can I support Michael's leadership and still uh, maintain the relationship that I have with the team? Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. So we're about a quarter into our transition from having about half the team now reporting to me that used to be reporting to you, Chris. So in that process, they still kept having one-on-ones with you in the, even with this transition, but it changed frequency. So now they're meeting with you in like a skip level meeting mm-hmm. format. And now I'm doing the weekly one-on-ones with everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to start off with that. The meetings have to change because right. you're not talking about the same things anymore. Right. Right. So Chris, you want to just share a little bit about what skip levels are looking like for you right now in that transition? Yeah, uh, it, for me, it's been really different because we used to do goals and priorities and stuff like that and talk about the work. And we didn't spend you know tons of time talking about the work because we'd been meeting for quite some time. So it was like we'd had the, the cadence of meeting. We sort of knew what we were doing. But but yeah, it definitely changed when, when we weren't really talking about that at all because it really wasn't important that I understand all that they're doing. So... So for me, it, it, I've had to think about these skip levels, think about, okay, well, what, like, why are we meeting? Mm-hmm. You know, that was, a, it was what's, a, what's the purpose? Exactly. Of what's the purpose of the meeting? So I thought, okay, well, is this, is this a connection with, with me being more upper management to bring continuity? Is it helping gather information for you so that I can coach you more effectively as a, as a leader? Um, is it just purely relational so they get to know me and they're, they're not, I'm not scary, you know. Yeah. Um, is it is it a project based thing? You know, am, am I working with a team member? But that's that's not really our case. But that's something I thought about. And then, um, am am I meeting a need for them? Are they meeting a need for me? Is there some other need that's being met? And so, um, I, I thought about those different different purposes for me personally. Um, I think it felt more relational to me, like it was an opportunity for me to stay connected mm-hmm. with them potentially to give to give some coaching to you as someone who reports to me but oh, yeah. um, so far that really hasn't been much of an issue they really enjoyed working with you so it's I'm not getting a lot of like oh man you know can you help Michael with this and, I'm but, sure I'm sure the time will come yeah it'll come it'll come but uh but no that's been that's been really really good but I think I I think it's it's been a mostly relational mostly developing the relationship and trying to keep the continuity of our team's culture and dynamic so one thing I'm curious about, how did you make that transition though? Because one thing that had to happen was to note like, this is not the same meeting anymore. Right. Otherwise it would take all the punch out of like, you know, that's what your meeting with Michael is about. That's what you two do together. You set goals, you work through these things. How did you define that boundary? Of like, here's what this time is going to be like now. Yeah. 
Well, I thought about it and I thought about all the terrible things I could do that would ruin things. I mean, literally I thought, okay, if I, if I come in as the micromanager, like all of a sudden, you know, now I'm taking away, you know, the, the bullets that I just gave to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, you, you really have to think about, I really had to think about um, where does this fit in the spectrum of meetings these, these people are having? So, because if, if I wanted to know everything that they were doing, if I came in and said, okay, well, so tell me what you're up to. Tell me the work that you're doing and all that stuff. To them, that's going to feel a little bit like, okay, am I on trial? Is Michael giving me the right stuff? I, I really had to be really careful. So the way I thought about it was, okay, how can I, how can I support Michael's leadership and still uh, maintain the relationship that I have with the team, or in some cases, begin a relationship with some people on the team. I did start um, having some skip-level meetings before this transition was made with some other people that didn't report to me. Mm-hmm. And it was more of an establishment of the relationship. So it, it's doing the dance, but I have to know going in what the pitfalls are first. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how can this go bad? Well, it's going to go badly if they feel like I'm checking up on them or I'm checking up on you. And, uh, you know, and for some people, you know, meeting with the boss is kind of scary. You know, even though I don't, I don't consider myself a scary guy, but I remember in a, another organization I was in, one of my leaders told me, he said, Chris, when you walk in the room, like you're, you're the boss. And even though these people might report three or four levels down from you, you're still the boss. In fact, it was funny because I, I, I must have done a pretty good job of empowering other people because at one point, uh, a new person came into the, our, our organization and we were standing next to each other in a, in a company gathering. And she looked at me and she said, well, what do you do? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I want to say, well, you know, I'm your boss eventually. But, but it was, you know, but that was a well-established organization where I had the trust of the teams and they didn't feel like they needed to come to me for everything. So it was a more casual thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's the key to having a good skip-level meeting. Um, as a, as an upper level manager is is trying to remove some of these obstacles, kind of the, the boogeyman stuff, and and some of that is just talking with the team member about what do you want from the meeting. I mean, kind of one on ones, one on one, right? It's like, yeah, uh, what do you want to see come from this, if anything? And then I would say that the skip level meetings that that I've done that, whereas I I thought about how to make them effective, um, I had probably even a lighter structure to them. Than I had when I had an actual mm-hmm. uh, performance-based one-on-one that had a little bit more meat to it. Mm-hmm. So, asking some lighter questions, not really caring as much if they if they answer them directly, but just wanting to get the conversation going. Yeah, and that totally makes sense, especially in our team where it's a transition of they're reporting to you now, they're not reporting to you, but you still have the slotted time less frequently. Mm-hmm. That's every other week now instead right. of every week. Uh, but but part of the transition was you wanted to still be close enough so it wouldn't be so jarring right. either. Right. Um, you know, we're a small company. We have only 11 or 10 full-time employees now. And so you can still maintain the relationship with everybody. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to just be like, nope, sorry, we don't meet anymore. Right. <laughs> we can talk in our once-a-week team, all-team all meeting. Right. And still wanting to have that time where you can meet with everybody individually. But what do you think has been the biggest outcome or like the biggest win for for you and also for everybody else that you're doing this with sticking with doing skip mm-hmm. level one-on-one meetings when you when you could have just been like okay great now michael you do one-on-ones with michael now sure uh i think there are a couple things number one we're still 
working uh, remotely. So we're, we're in a situation where uh, if I didn't have these meetings, it would be unlikely for me to run into somebody in the hallway. You know, so so there's a certain amount of relationship that gets retained by having him, and that's been a real plus. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you've heard me say a lot of times that one of the important things in a relationship with somebody when you're a, a team member or a manager is to both know and be known. So you want to, you want other people to know who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, all those things. And you, you want to know your management. You want to know, are, are these people for real? Are they, are they authentic? And so those meetings, because we get talking about more personal things and I share my own failures, stuff where I messed up and, and real time, like mm-hmm. not only did I mess up, but I am messing up. Sharing those things with the team makes me more human and fleshy. And, and I think it sort of removes a little bit of the mystery. And I found uh, back when I was a, a, had uh, more managers above me, there was a little bit for me of vain imaginings. Like, what are they, what are they thinking about me? Are they, you know, do they think about me? Do mm-hmm. they think I'm doing a good job? And they might think I'm doing a great job, but if I don't have regular opportunities to meet with them, they'd never know that. So uh, I think the takeaway for me is it retains the relationship that retains the trust and and, and encourages transparency uh, because there's a frequency to it. It's not just, well, we'll wait and see until I see you in a meeting and, you know. Yeah, go from there. Exactly. How do you, how do you think it would be different um, on our team here if we were you know, three times the size, there's 30 employees and you'd be doing skip levels. How do you think that would change how those look? Probably the frequency would change. I wouldn't be able to meet with everybody every other week. I've got a friend of mine who works for a really large company out in California and uh, and he has a really large team, but he still makes the effort to try to get with them a few times a year just to to kind of, again, to demystify his leadership. So he's got four or five levels beneath him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he'll, he'll go and he'll go to somebody three levels deep and say, Hey, let's go grab lunch and, and talk and, and kind of develops that the idea that, Hey, I'm an accessible guy and let's talk about stuff. And he, he gets fantastic information from it. So I think that's what, that's what he does for me. When I had an organization of about a hundred people, um, I was just intentional. Honestly, I, I had kind of a lunch budget. And mm-hmm. I would just grab people and say, hey, do you got time for lunch today? So it felt a little bit less formal um, in a larger organization. Sure. But I tried to keep track of who I'd met with and who I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And particularly if one of my leaders said, hey, um, you know, Jim, is, Jim has really been working hard lately, but he's struggling a little bit with some things. Um, you know, I might go to, at his, by his desk and just start talking with him and say, hey, let's go grab some lunch. Get an opportunity to do that. But again, it's sort of... Um, we we as leaders, we serve basically at the, at the behest of the people that work with us. Um, sometimes we think, well, no, they serve us. Well, that's not really good leadership. <laughs> good leadership is that the leader serves the people doing the work. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the ways I can serve the people doing the work is by making sure that they know the people that are leading them care about them mm-hmm. and care about the things that they care about. So um, so yeah, I think even in a larger organization, frequency would change, but I think I would still pursue and take the initiative. Yeah. So how did, in a, because you've worked in this, done this in a previous environment, when someone new is joining and they're not your direct report and they, they have their own boss they're reporting to, and then they also, you know, get to get the opportunity to be with 
not just you, but maybe other people more senior than them or up mm-hmm. the ladder. Um, how did you frame that up so that people know what to expect out of meeting in like a skip level format? If it's something that's a little more regular, like you said, sure. your friend, where it's maybe more like quarterly or something right, like that, because right. there's just so many people, even if you're meeting every day, you can't, yeah. <laughs> can't meet with everyone. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd probably just be super honest and just say, you know, I'm I'm a pretty relational guy, and I love to know the people that I'm working with, and um, there's a reason we hired you. We hired you because we we want you to contribute to our organization, and that means I want you to contribute to my understanding of our organization, and and you know I. I, you know, the, the first and I want to help you in your path within yeah, this organization. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But I, 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 one of the phrases I heard once, I just loved it, and I've copped it for my own. Um, so Mike Adamson, if you're listening, thank you. He said, you know, Chris, you're a brother, not a cousin. Mm-hmm. You know, and so what I want to let people know right out of the gate is like you're you're a sister, you're, you're a sister, not my niece. You know, you're a part of the family. You're mm-hmm. in it. You know, we're 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 doing this together, and so. Um, and so I think I would say, you know, one of the things I love to do is, you know, we have a pretty flat organization. I want to know what you have to say. I don't know. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know how you can make it better. And so in order to do that, I'd love to just get some time together and get to know each other. And mm-hmm. when I've done that in the past, it's typically been met pretty positively. Now, I'll say this. I think my, my demeanor is fairly friendly. And if somebody is maybe a little bit more introverted, it might be a little bit, they might take a, a different A little more tack. stoic. Yeah. yeah. I take a different tack, but I think, I think expressing that their, their presence in your organization is super valuable to you and that their input is something you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes a long way. It can break down a lot of those barriers. And, and I think there are some, you know, I, I won't go, I won't produce a list. I have produced a list, but I won't go through it of do's and don'ts, you know, when you're, when you're doing these things, but there are definitely some landmines you want to avoid. Uh, one of those things we've already talked about micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Don't want to micromanage, and so you don't want to cut the legs off of the their actual manager. So you want to make sure that they're doing that. Um, you you really do want to build up their manager, though. So you want to give you want to help develop the platform that the manager has mm-hmm. for that. So you know you have to be really careful. I one of the things I would say is don't ever criticize their manager. You know, skip level one on one. Don't. You know, you can you can empathize with things that they're sharing, but there should be nothing coming from your mouth that says, "Oh yeah, I hate it when Michael does this," or I, you know, that's just not that's not the way to handle it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. again, there's a way of mirroring and saying, "Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that must be really hard." Stuff like that is great yeah. to say, but um, but and and you don't want to explain it away either. You know, you don't want to get defensive on behalf of the manager or on behalf of your leadership team because maybe they're giving you input about you. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, sometimes I feel like I don't really get it. I think really listening is is a super important thing. Um, I think you want to make sure you're you're very intentional about asking about their experience and how we can improve as a team. Like everybody wants to see their fingerprint on the organization too. Mm-hmm. So you know, what are the things that we could get better? Um, and and to that same end, you know, you you want to make sure that that it's a that it's personal between the two of you. So you're not asking what do other people think? Mm-hmm. And and you as a as a skip level manager are not saying this is what other people tell me. Like let's make this you and me. Yeah. This is what we're talking this about. We're human. we're sharing Ex- our perspectives. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it, it, honestly the at the end of all this 
the best advice I could give somebody when I've had the most effective skip level one-on-ones, and by the way, I've had plenty that haven't been, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the most effective ones are when it's pure dialogue, not monologue, not another yeah. agenda coming in. Like I'm, I've got something I want to share with you or I want to change you or I want to change your manager or, you know, that, that is almost always a disaster. Here's, here's the mission I'm on that involves right. changing right. what's going on. It's yeah. terrible. Don't do it. Exactly. I've done it. Don't do it. It's a mess. But if I come in with, with like, I, re- I really want to hear what Michael has to share. And, and if I'm, if I show curiosity, if I show, if I'm inquisitive, that usually gives the other person value. And then they're going to ask me similar questions too. And when they do, I should be honest as I can be and let them know, yeah, this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the, the perfect person in this role either. I've got struggles. And I think that sort of honesty will give people a lot more uh, opportunity later to share with you what they really think. And that's what you really want. You really mm-hmm. want that transparency with the other team member. Yeah. And something that we've put together is just a, a good starter list of questions for skip level meetings mm-hmm. because you can hear all of this conversation we've just had about you know, what should you talk about? And it kind of feels like you could show up and be like, how's it going? Yeah, whatever. What, yeah, kind of whatever. And it's like, well, you could cover all that topic and you know, on one. And then what about the next time you sit down? So we've we've got a list of things pulled together. And they're more so just jumping off points. Mm-hmm. They're they're things to start a conversation. And I think that as long as you come in with that intention of like what what do I what do I how to prompt a new discussion, not just solicit a response. Mm-hmm. That's something that and then you as you're doing it more, you'll find out what your questions are that mm-hmm. end up eliciting more feedback from people. Right. You realize, oh, you know, this is maybe kind of like my theme for a while. This is what mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask people while we're meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, just to Kind of get a uh, reading the pulse, I guess, of the of the broader company right. that maybe we're willing to share more directly with you, depending on how you how approachable you set it up. So that's some resources that we've put together too. Um, that'll be linked in the show notes here. Yeah. Um, any other things, Chris? You want to share about your skip levels that you've been doing, or anything about them? I think the main thing is just to remember that that the people that you're talking with are human beings with, with many facets and you're not going to learn them all in one meeting. Mm -hmm. So, so take your time, be patient. You're going to, you're going to figure out over the long term, and recognize that it's not just a benefit to them. You're not doing something for them. It's really for both of you. Mm -hmm. It can be a really powerful time. Hey, thanks again for tuning into Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App. Or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting uptickapp.com.